Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Thursday, April 22nd. This is your FT News Briefing. U.S. President Joe Biden is going to announce his country's most ambitious plan to reduce greenhouse gas emissions. Russia plans to leave the International Space Station, and Turkey's opposition party is on the hunt for billions of dollars in missing foreign exchange reserves. Plus, a big Chinese asset manager called Huarong is making its international investors very nervous. This is a company that's been caught up in a corruption scandal, and the bond market has kind of said, we can't be exactly sure that the government's going to stand behind this. FT's Tom Hale looks at what this means for other big Chinese companies that issue debt in offshore markets. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. Today, U.S. President Joe Biden will host 40 world leaders for a virtual climate change summit. It's Earth Day, by the way. Biden's set to announce plans to slash America's carbon emissions by up to half by the end of the decade. It would be the country's largest ever greenhouse gas reduction, an even more ambitious plan than Barack Obama's. The U.S. is currently the second largest carbon emitter on Earth after China. The announcement will come just days after the U.S. and China pledged to work together on the global climate crisis. Biden also unveiled other climate policies recently, including a plan to integrate climate risk into the financial system. There's going to be a breakup in Earth's orbit. Russia said yesterday it's going to leave the International Space Station in a couple of years, 2025. Russia and the U.S. launched the ISS together in 1998, so this move will end decades of cooperation between Moscow and Washington. Here's the FT's Moscow bureau chief, Henry Foy. Russia now thinks it can do uh, space, if you like, by itself or, or actually with China. And this comes after a few years where Russia and America have been clashing uh, in space quite a lot, accusing each other of militarizing space. Indeed, America accused uh, Roscosmos, the Russian space agency, of launching a satellite missile last year, something Russia denies. Now, the more important thing uh, is that Russia believes that its future lies with China, not with the US. And uh, it's actually signed a memorandum of understanding last month with Beijing uh, in an attempt to build uh, a base and an orbital station uh, around the moon. That's the FT's Moscow bureau chief, Henry Foy. In Turkey, it's a crime to insult the president. So when the opposition wanted to criticize the government's use of $128 billion in foreign exchange reserves to prop up the currency over the past couple of years, it had to get creative. The FT's Istanbul reporter Ayla Jean Yakli describes what tack it took. Last week, the opposition party, the Republican People's Party, hung banners from its offices across the country with the question, where is the $128 billion? After police tore down those posters, claiming that they were an insult to the president, which is a crime in Turkey, the CHP, the party, responded by hanging banners that just said 128. But even those wreaked the ire of authorities, and they took those down as well. But they've tried other tactics. They've launched a website. It's called Where's 128 Billion? And it's a mock shopping e-commerce site where people can try and inevitably fail to spend $128 billion buying everything from food to basketball teams and airports. So it's an effort to reach out to the youth. I think that's one reason why they're using social media to push this campaign. And it does poke fun at what is actually quite a serious issue, but that is one way to grab attention in Turkey. 
So I, I want to ask about the main issue, the, the government's use of foreign exchange reserves to prop up the Turkish currency. Uh, this is something that many governments do. So, so why is it a problem in this scenario? That's an excellent point. You know, foreign reserves are often used by central banks uh, during times of volatility, but it's a short-term measure. And the fact that it went on for so long was probably unsustainable from the outset. But that's not the only risk, that if the lira comes under attack, that it won't be able to defend it. There are other issues. Foreign exchange at central banks and emerging economies like Turkey's are almost a strategic asset. It's a way um, for the government to say, we can cover our country's foreign liabilities. And Turkey imports energy. It needs foreign exchange to pay for that. It runs a trade deficit. And so it needs these reserves to back up those liabilities. And the fact that they have been eroded um, so dramatically in recent years does create a key vulnerability for the Turkish economy. Ayla Jean Yakli covers Turkey for the FT. There are some big jitters in financial markets over a Chinese company called Huarong. It's China's biggest manager of distressed debt, and it made headlines in January when Beijing executed Huarong's chair for corruption. Now, international investors, who include BlackRock and Goldman Sachs, are worried about Huarong's financial health. The company did recently delay the release of its annual results, and as the FT Shanghai correspondent Tom Hale says, its bonds took a hit. They sold off dramatically last week, one bond maturing in 2022, so next year was trading around 67 cents on the dollar. And just to put this in context, this company is, is an investment-grade rated bond issuer. And part of the belief that this is a safe credit is the idea that the Chinese government is behind it. The Chinese government, you know, obviously owns the majority of the equity. So really at the core of what's going on here is that this is a company that's been caught up in a corruption scandal. And the bond market has looked at all that and kind of said, we can't be exactly sure that the government's going to stand behind this, given that they just executed the former chairman. And one of his crimes was abusing the power to allocate credit. So this is a company with a huge balance sheet. It's got 1.7 trillion renminbi of assets. There's a lack of transparency about what those assets are, but there's the potential for a lot of those assets to be linked to bribes he took. Now, has Beijing given any indication of whether it's going to step in here, Tom? On Friday, the Chinese Banking and Insurance Regulatory Commission said that operations at Huarong were normal and that its liquidity was fine. And when trading began on Monday, this prompted a huge recovery in the value of the bonds. Then the bonds fell over reports of a potential restructuring, which has been rumored for a while. And then again on Wednesday, Bloomberg reported that the People's Bank of China is considering a plan which would see it assume some of the assets of Huarong. So there's an almost daily news flow of reports about whether the government will or won't intervene. And that's really what's driving all of this volatility. So Tom, are there wider repercussions for Asian markets or, or, or even global markets? Well, I think the thing with Huarong is that it's become a bit of a test case for how the Chinese government views state-owned companies that borrow heavily on international capital markets. So if Beijing signaled that they were willing to let companies like this fail, that would force everyone to completely reassess the way that corporate China works 
in the offshore bond market. If majority state-owned companies can fail and aren't bailed out by the Chinese government, then investors would have to reassess, would probably demand higher returns to invest. And the fears around that have been reflected in a wider sell-off in Asian bond markets over the last week as a result of this case. So even though this is just one company, because it's connected to the Chinese government, if anything went wrong, it's one of those situations where everyone would step back and, and reassess. But the fact that one single credit that is linked to the Chinese government could become the kind of eye of the storm in, in Asian markets over the last week really tells you how important the Chinese government is in the development of capital markets here. Tom Hale is the FT Shanghai correspondent. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. In unscripted conversations with investment professionals, you'll hear real stories about successes and lessons learned, informed by decades of investment experience. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. New episodes are available monthly. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes in an episode today. Published by American Funds Distributors, Inc. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024.